what? I got a fever. You give me fever. Fever? In the morning. A fever all through the night. Okay, welcome to episode five of the Dynasty Fever podcast. I'm Brian and he's Scott, and we're here tonight to talk about rookie running backs. How you doing, Scott? I'm doing well, man. How about yourself? Ready pretty, for the running back business year? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. As you know, uh, two new dogs, so still adjusting uh, around here, but um, glad that they're that they're around. So if you hear some barking or some toys squeaking that's because my new friends are are uh, are having fun so well if yours barks mine's definitely going to bark so we'll just have a bark off and we'll resume after that <laughs> cool all right uh so yeah uh, i'm gonna hit you with a surprise here uh, i forgot to tell you about this when we were just talking before recording um mm-hmm. but uh you know, we are talking running backs. Last year, uh, a rookie running back was Cam Akers, and now he's out for the year with a torn Achilles, it, it, it seems. Um, how is that affecting how you look at him in dynasty rankings? I haven't officially changed uh, anything yet. I, I'm going to go back in tomorrow and take a look at it. But uh, what do you make of, of this injury and his long-term outlook? I, I'm honest. I'm completely contemplating removing him for the time being just until I get uh, there's more information on it. It's, it's a scary in- injury for like anybody. Why do you see it? It doesn't matter who it is, but especially a running back. It's, it's uh, definitely, it was, I mean, it was brutal to even read it. I don't even have a lot of cam makers. I have like one share, but I mean, that just sucks to see for a young kid like that, just coming in and, and uh, just becoming, possibly a star um i i almost i can't rake him right now you know because i i don't know if he's gonna be back at the beginning of next year Mm -hmm. um and if he does if he is back for the beginning of next year when is it how long is that gonna be until he uh till he's like even close to himself because i mean high ankle sprains like two two months there's just no blood flow down there you know there's like very little there's even worse blood flow in your Achilles and there is like it, you know, in those ligaments and your higher ankle and your ACL and stuff. So, um, mm. until, I don't know, until I get more information, I don't even want to move them, rank them. I might just get rid of them for now, just in, to wait for, for some reports. So I'm not like moving them up and move them back down, you know? Right. Yeah. No, that, that, that probably makes, that probably makes sense. I know I'm, I'm pretty sure he was in my top 10. I got to double check. Uh, so I'm definitely going to, have to fix something i'll probably i'll probably remove them too and then put them back in when we get more news um when i took a biology course like a going in, i was going into nursing at one one time in my life and like one of our teachers said you would rather shatter your foot break your bones in your foot than uh you know pull like sprains like you know bad sprains like grade one sprains and stuff like that like you'd just rather break your foot in half Mm. versus pulling ripping any of those tendons or ligaments so mm. it's a little bit you know concerning for me for sure absolutely yeah feel feel bad for him but 
So let's move yeah. on to uh, our 2021 rookies. We're going to ask a few questions and see how what our answers are about some of these running backs. And then we're going to end with our usual segments, temperature check and fever and chill. So question one, who scores more points in 2021? Najee Harris, Travis Etienne, or Javante Williams? Uh, I'm going Najee Harris. It's one of the best um, situations a rookie running back has had in probably since Ezekiel. I I know like Kareem Hunt had a really good situation, but he also needed somebody to get hurt um, Mm -hmm. before that. So the volume's going to be there for sure. He's he's a 230-pound back. You know, he's a big dude, break a lot of tackles. He's quick. Um, great speed. Well, not great speed, but it, I mean, for his size, it's very good. 75th percentile overall, according to playerprofile.com. It's going to be good in PPR, 13% uh, target share in college, which is 90th percentile. Um, you know, his work ethic, I, there are reports of him being dragged off the field after practice, after staying for a couple hours. And I mean, they got uh, Anthony McFarland, who I do think Matt Canada is going to scheme up some things for, but I don't think he's really going to Mm-hmm. be an issue for, for Najee. The, the big issue is, are they going to try to run this year? Which I would expect them to if they just drafted a first-round running back. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you on, on Najee. He, you covered a lot of ground there. The volume will definitely be there in the running game. He's a good pass catcher to add points that way. Uh, and the other two have more competition uh, for touches. However, as the season progresses, I, I would say keep your eye on Williams because the main competition there is a 28-year-old uh, Melvin Gordon, and I think Melvin Gordon's going to fade into the backup role and Williams is going to rise to be the RB1 there. Yeah, he's a guy I can't make my mind up on, Javante, but I'll, we'll get into it a little bit later. Yep. Yeah. But, so, yeah, I agree. Another good position for sure. Yeah. Question number two, which rookie running back is best for PPR? Um, I'm going to go ETN for now. I would not surprise me at all if Harris beat him. Just, um, But I, I liked ETN a lot when I was um, scouting him. I, I like guys that can score on any given moment. Um, he's pretty good in the passing game. I don't really like a lot of his pass blocking that I've seen. He held his zone, but... That holding your own in college versus the NFL, I think is that's going to be a bit of a difference there for him. It might be something that keeps him off the field year one a little bit more than you would hope. Um, he averaged 12.3 yards a catch uh, last year in Clemson versus about 9.9 for Najee. So for PPR, I like him. If he gets if, – if there's an injury ahead of him, I think he would definitely in PPR, he could definitely outscore Najee. I would – I guess I'd expect Najee to, to beat him um, for all the rushing attempts he's going to have. But PPR back, I'm going to go ETN because I don't want to answer Najee for, <laughs> for every single uh, you know right. question yeah. we're asking. Um, overall, I would say ETN for PPR would be, be my favorite PPR back. Okay. I, I'm with you to an extent there. Uh, he's going to see versatile usage. He was a great pass catcher in college. I just think Harris's rushing floor helps in so many other formats and he'll add enough pass catching to be PPR relevant that I think it's really, it's really close. And I think I might even give the edge to, to Najee Harris. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's it, hard to argue with that for sure. Question three. How will Trey Sermon fit into a crowded San Francisco backfield? So I want to believe that Shanahan will use him a lot. Uh, the competition is only so far an aging Mostert, Wayne Gallman, six-round pick Elijah Mitchell, who some people do like, no Jeff Wilson for a few months. Can we trust Shanahan? Where are you with Sermon? Oh, man. So I, I have one um... – the, the one place that I did draft him in was an IDP league and I am brand new to IDP and have no idea what I'm doing. So <laughs> I was there. I kind of like went way out of my strategy, drafted a ton of young guys that, knowing that I'm probably not competing for a title this year. Um, I do trust Shanahan. I mean, he traded up to get him. Uh, I do think that he's going to fit that scheme very well. And um, I would be surprised if he wasn't, a running back two eventually, maybe even better than that. Um, I mean, next year, what they're not going to have hardly any of those guys, correct? Yeah, I, I think, I think, like most, I think Moster's contract is up. Yeah, right. So, and they got the Mitchell's more of the speed guy, but I think he's going to be like the he's going to come in like he's got a three down skill set for the most part. So, um, I'm not expecting much from him though this year. I, I'm not expecting to be able to trust him this year. I should say. Okay. Uh, so uh, this is Dynasty, and we are looking a little bit toward the future beyond 2021. Which rookie running back will have more value next year than they do now? I'll go first on this one. Uh, there's mm -hmm. a few that come to mind, uh, but I'm going to shout out somebody that we haven't talked about yet, and I'm going to say Michael Carter on the Jets. Uh, a lot of people are kind of wait and see with him. Uh, because he's on a historically bad team. He's got a rookie quarterback. There's three other running backs in the picture there. Uh, I like the talent. Uh, I, I think he can be more versatile than, than people realize. Uh, and mm -hmm. I think he will rise to the top of that depth chart and be productive uh, and will be sought after next year. Maybe, maybe in the same breath uh, as, as the big three, or, or at least in the same tier, maybe fourth in that tier. Yeah. How about you? Yeah, I love the Michael Carter pick here. I I don't think there's any almost any way, unless he gets injured, that he doesn't – he's not more valuable next year than he is now, at least with perceived value. So I love that pick. And I'm, I'm going to add in Javante. It's like MG3 probably not coming back. Javante probably gets lead back duties before the end of this year. Um, I know you've mentioned that, uh, that he can fit into the passing game probably more than people would, would expect. Um, and uh, I think like by next year, as, as long as he doesn't like totally flop this year, uh, by next year, his value is, um, is going to be higher just because then he's, he's probably going to be the perceived bell cow, a three down back. So mm -hmm. um, I, I do like a lot of Javante. There are some things like that don't drive me crazy. Um, but at the end of the day, like he's probably by next year going to be the mean guy and uh, people are going to pay up for that. So even if he's a guy that, you know, you, you just kind of want to draft now and maybe, and maybe flip um, next season. I'm totally cool with me. Right on. 
So question five, who are some deeper names that are worth a look? Who are we taking late in rookie drafts, taking off the waiver wire? Who are we stashing that, that might pay off? Um, I'm going to go with uh, Chubba. Oh, my God. I did the Chubba thing. <laughs> Chuba Hubbard. Mm-hmm. Um, just, I mean, as a CMC owner in as many places I could get him, he needs to be spelled. He, they needed another guy that could come in that they could hopefully lean on a little bit more because he's, he's not going to sustain at like 205 pounds. He, he cannot take 95% of snaps. There's just no way. So uh, I like um, Hubbard a lot. He's got great speed. Um, before the 2020 season, he was regarded as one of the best running backs in this class, uh, as far as I can remember. And then he had a bad 2020. But he had a lot to deal with over there at uh, Oklahoma State. He had uh, he had problems with his coaches. Uh, I don't want to speculate too much on what was going on, but it seemed like it was a pretty toxic situation going on there with his coaches. And uh, – you know, the whole COVID thing and, and them not being able to operate how they're, they're used to. So I like where he went. He's on uh, – I like the offensive minds over there in Carolina, and I do think he's going to get some touches. And if, uh, God forbid, CMC does go down and you can, you know, either you have Hubbard on your team already and uh, you're good to go or um, you can trade him to the CMC owner and probably – you know, get a king's ransom out of them if it's a serious injury. So that's yeah. a guy I deep. I feel you. Yeah, he and I, I think the price is is low on him right now, and I think might be worth targeting. I'm going to give you three names here. Uh, one is uh, Kenneth Gainwell, fifth round pick to Philadelphia. The coach uh, in Philadelphia is from Indianapolis, and. I could see Gainwell in sort of a Naheem Hines role on that offense and be a, a reliable check down for a young quarterback. I'm going to go with Elijah Mitchell, six-round pick in San Francisco. We just talked about him a little while uh, ago. Uh, Shanahan, he mixes in backs. He rides the hot hand. So if Mitchell can see some playing time, get some opportunity, and 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 do something with it, he may uh, find s- some more – touches and some more relevance and sort of my deep deep dive is Khalil Herbert seventh round uh Chicago um he was impressive at Virginia Tech I- I'll admit I'm not a film watcher I really only saw his highlights so that's not really watching film that's looking at highlights but uh, I I saw a-, a guy who was uh pretty impressive and I was surprised was uh dropping to the seventh round and really, the only competition for backup touches there is Damian Williams. Um, Tariq Cohen is more of a pass catcher. He's going to run out of, the, out of the slot and be gadgety and stuff. So, you know, you never know. Uh, Khalil Herbert might be worth a stash. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I love the Herbert pick. Uh, he was great in college. I don't know if you ever listened to a Brett Coleman because the YouTube channel. Um, but he's a guy I like learned a lot from over the past three or four years where I've really been trying to do a lot more research in the football. And, and that's a guy that, I mean, he's fast. He's, he can do uh, a lot. He can catch and all that, all that stuff. And he can break a lot of tackles too, especially for his size. Um, I know that I think there was some rumors going on that they might cut Cohen too. 
for the Bears. Oh, um, okay. I think I heard it on the fantasy footballers this week. So, but I like the 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 Herbert pick, even if not for this year. Um, in the future, I don't think that they would re-sign Cohen. Okay, I'm they, they probably wouldn't do that. And what well, Williams is going to be 29, I think. By the he's 28 now, I think it'll be 29 sometime this football season. So, okay, um, yeah, I like that one, and uh, I also like the uh, Elijah Mitchell as a guy who I did an article for and uh, for fantasy's sake, and um, I love this skill set. He's a home run threat with some physicality. And, uh, yeah, like like we were already talking about, if if they lose a couple of those backs in the running back room next year, um, that could be a hell of a one-two punch between Sermon and Mitchell. So, yeah. And he's very cheap. He's a six-round pick. I mean, so you could get him for next to nothing right now. Yeah, for sure. Okay, folks, time for our two regular segments, temperature check. And fever and chill. So let's do temperature check where we check the temperature of the dynasty community with some of Scott's Twitter polls. So what did you learn? All right. Well, the one I posted was a um, was a real life decision I was kind of doing. I was I had already made up my mind whether I was going to send it, but I, I figured it would make a decent poll. So the question was OB, OBJ and a 22 first or Devonta Smith. In the OBJ side, won by 63%. I did send that trade. It was not accepted by the owner. Um, but I, I, with OBJ, I like him because of his cost. But at the same time, my feeling is if you can package it, him with some draft capital and get a, a young stud, uh, I think Devonta's going to be, then I'm going to pull the trigger on it for myself. It's a little bit aggressive, but it is kind of my MO. And my other uh, poll was if you had to start the same wide receiver for the next two years, which of these would it be? And it was Judy, who got 35%, Ayuka, who got 55%, and uh, LaVisca Chanel, who got 9%. Um, yeah. Now, I like Ayuka. I'm sorry, what would you say? I said, "Wow, I, I, it's, a, it's a low percentage for Chenault. I didn't, I didn't expect that low." Yeah, I didn't expect him to be low, and I didn't, I, I wasn't really expecting Ayuk to win, to be honest. Um, so Ayuk is is something I, I'm going to be looking into, maybe as a possible sell for myself. I'd rather go Judy. It's just I feel like he's more talented, and uh, 900 yards with the quarterback woes he had last year. Um, I think he's going to be he's going to be a top receiver. I feel like in the NFL, top fifteen, I'd say at least. Um, and then Chenault has the best quarterback situation right now. Um, so yeah, it was a little bit surprising. I like Ayuk, but Trey Lance. I mean, we just like I got, we've already mentioned this, but just not a lot to go by to, to kind of like peg where he's going to be and and. Uh, and that's a, you know, Shanahan, if he can run the ball 50 times and get away with it, he's going to. So. That's, okay. That's part of, he loves those games. <laughs> so that's our temperature check. Uh, looks like the Dynasty community uh, is high on Ayuk, and it looks like uh, uh, they may not like Devonta Smith as much as Scott does. Right. I'm, I'm used to that, though. That's all right. 
<laughs> hey, get your guys right. Yeah, be aggressive, right? Right. So let me let me ask you because uh, as a bit of a preview for for next episode when we talk wide receivers, what do you like about Devonta that you'd be willing to give up OBJ plus the first round pick? I just think he is uh, he's almost uncoverable underneath uh, like the separation how fast like his his speed in and out of breaks his ability to stop on a dime um, is just like it's incredible to watch so I mean like people are afraid oh you know what if he, he's a smaller guy uh, they might come up and impress him and good luck because he's going to be you know 30 yards down like past you before you even know what happens you know or if he has to, I mean, he's just gonna—he's gonna beat you off the line too with his feet and stuff. So, I—I uh, I, I like him. I think he, he's gonna be their their, their leading. Um, he's probably gonna lead the team for targets. I would suspect, even in his rookie year. And I, I just love—I—I I, I guess I'm a sucker for separation and stuff. I mean, how many wide receivers want a Heisman? You know, so true. There can't be many. Okay. So. I just well, love him. I just, I, I think he's a, I think he's just as much of a Sherlock stud as, as Jamar Chase. Okay. All right. So a little preview of what we'll be talking about next episode. Now it's time for FIBA and chills. So which rookie running back gives you the FIBA? Well, I'm going to kind of gloss over this because I put down the G again, but we've talked about him. I feel like enough. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm going to go with the second guy I got listed, who's Michael Carter. You talked about a little bit. Right now, he's the number 47 running back on DLF.com. And, I mean, he's got Tevin Coleman and Ty Johnson there. And uh, LaMichael Pirine. So, I'm not really worried too much about them. Uh, you know, he's going to be involved in the passing game. And I think he's going to fit in with what Michael Lafer. LaFleur likes to do and uh, he's versatile, you know, you could set him in motion and uh, you can kind of get him out there to, to kind of give the, the off the um, defense to kind of tell you what hand they're playing out there. So I think he's going to be on the field quite a bit too. And um, his tackle breaking ability is really good too for a small guy. He uses his hands and uh, I like his burst more than I like Javante's burst through the whole two. So, okay. Speaking of Javante, uh, and we're disagreeing a little bit here, he's my fever. Uh, I know a couple folks who had him as the RB1 coming uh, into uh, the draft, uh, getting aggressive with that. I think he's a good runner. He's a broken tackle machine, had more broken tackles in college uh, than, than Najee on, on fewer carries. Um, they traded up to get him. He's more versatile than people think when it comes to the passing game. And again, only Melvin Gordon and Mike Boone to compete with. Uh, he's my he's my fever guy. I've been trying to gobble him up wherever I can in rookie drafts. But for you, he's the chills guy. Tell me why. Yeah, so I'm going to preface this just by saying I didn't really want to put any of them on my chills list, none of the top four guys here. But I got, he is the guy that I've been fading out of all of them the most. I just uh, – he looks like – He's a linebacker who's playing running back, and you can see it when you watch him. He's, he likes to initiate contact. He's very aggressive, which is great. 
I just I'm not sure at 212 pounds uh, how much he's going to be able to get away with that in the NFL. And I just kind of like he's just the guy I want to see in action versus other NFL players the most. Um, like I I like what he does. I, I watching him run in college was I mean he's a, like a human bowling ball uh, with a little bit of wiggle and like you were saying like he can he can catch too. He can come out of the backfield catch he's pretty good at pass pro it looked like um but where he's getting drafted i there's no way i could put him over not g harris or even etn in my book uh mm-hmm. and I, I guess where he was being drafted i'm more i was more looking for like elijah moore terrace marshall and stuff like that rashad bateman so that's that's kind of what made me fade him i just want to see him do what he was doing in college at the NFL level because he just relying so much on broken tackles. Where they, a lot of those broken tackles, the guys had their arms on them, uh, and he was like slipping tackles. So I mean, that's a lot harder to do. I feel like at the pros. Okay, that's le- that's legit. That's fair. That's definitely fair. Uh, my chills guy is uh, Etienne. Uh, I know not a popular choice for chills. Uh, he was my RB three coming in. Uh, to the draft uh, still is after the draft and he could be fallen. Um, I think J Rob's going to eat touches in the running game. I think Chenault's going to eat touches in the passing game. He'll have mm-hmm. to make the most of his opportunities to really gain trust uh, of the coaches and produce. Uh, and I'm not saying that he won't perform well when called on. I just think there's a, a little more competition for touches in both phases of the game. Uh, and so he worries me a little bit, especially relative yeah, to where he's being taken. Right. Yeah. He, Cause he's a lot of times he's taken higher than Javante. So I, I could totally understand it. And urban Meyer freaks me out too. I'm sorry, but uh, yeah, he's true. Yeah. I don't know what goes to that guy's head. So, I mean, um, he's got draft capital on his side. He's a first round pick. I get that. But if I had to pick somebody to fade, I, I, I would, I, I'd say he's going to underperform expectations. Right. Part of what makes me feel better sometimes with him is just Trevor Lawrence, because you know what I mean. Like that was running back in college, so hopefully that was why he took him there, is to kind of give him some familiarity. But um, yeah, I don't know. Like I don't think Urban Meyer is one of those guys where if he's not doing well, like he's not gonna. I don't care. Like he. I think he's a head coach that would say, like, I don't care when I drafted you. Get off the field. <laughs> you know, kind of like Bill Belichick with Sony and stuff at times. So, um, yeah, I, I totally understand. I'm worried. I've drafted ETN a couple places, and it's not like, uh, you know, the same feeling you get from drafting, like, you know, Chase or Devonta Smith or something, for me, anyway. Right. Okay. So that's – temperature check and fever and chills and that's gonna be uh, the end of our show here scott why don't you tell folks where they can find you on the twitters on the twitters i my handle is at ff underscore fire 911 and then on uh you can find some of my work i just wrote a new article on your new york jets actually for uh for fantasy's sake qc.com so i'll have to check that out because one of my uh articles that's gonna be coming up soon is i'm doing three out of the four afc east teams i'm not doing your bills 
but I will be doing okay. a Jets one, so I'll, I'll have to I'll have to take a look at that one. You can find me at ffjunkie underscore on Twitter. Uh, I write for Fantasy and Frames and Dynasty Pros, and uh, I've taken a bit of a break from the podcast from Fantasy and Frames. Fourth and Frames uh, have some conflicts on the nights that they uh, that they record, but um, we'll yeah. be back with that probably at some point in August. And uh, I guess that's a wrap. Thanks for listening, folks. Yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs>